0: Wherever you listen, throughout the world, it's football time in Tennessee.
1: Here's Tua, stepping back, loads up, looks long, throws, ends on, Touchdown. touchdown! Alabama, Devontae Smith! down
2: Alabama and the Crimson Tide has once again ascended to the top
1: of the college football mountain
3: it's
1: going to be fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25 yeah, it, pitches it. To back to Wycheck he throws it across the field to Dyson he's got something, 30, he's, 30, got 30, 30, got something. 50, he's got something he's got it he's got it Twenty, ten. He's got five, it. In zone. Touchdown, Titans. There are
2: no flags on the field. It's a miracle.
3: This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour with your host Drake Colley.
1: And welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio this afternoon. By Big Lou Maddox and our good friend, Coach JD, James Dickinson. And it is Monday, February 19th. Gosh, February's not long from being gone already. Got 10 months
3: of the year left. That's crazy to
1: think about. Like they say, you know, when you're young, it seems like Christmas, you know, Christmas comes once a year. When you get old, Christmas comes, seems like twice a year. Time flies. The older you get, but I'm telling you what,
3: um, I'm we're almost really through February. Do what now? I'm starting to feel that a little bit. There you go. I'm, I'm starting to fly. <clears throat> it really is. Yeah. I'm telling you.
1: Um, I tell you what, it couldn't move fast enough for the NBA All-Star Weekend, though, that uh, uh, I paid a little bit of attention to just to see how it all worked. The coolest thing was that uh, LED floor they were playing on. Did you all notice the – And, of course, Starry uh, sodas or – Previously known as Seven drink or Sierra Mist. Yes, it was Sierra Mist. Now it's called Starry, and they had the two little uh, lime green, lemon lime kind of minion-looking mascots. But the floor, um, during their three-point competition – uh, was lit up kind of this lime green, bright green. I'm still kind of seeing that a little bit when I
3: blink hard. And you know what? That's good I, advertising. I, didn't, I guess it is. It's I, sticking with you. That's, that's what they wanted. I guess it to. is.
1: Um, now, the NBA All-Star Weekend produced some records for the first time for the NBA All-Star. Uh, and I was happy to see it because I bet the over. There you go.
0: What was the over? Well,
1: 200. Get this now on Saturday afternoon. Uh, it was sitting at three hundred and sixty-four wow. and a half points, and I bet the over in the All Star game every year. It's a bet. It's just a bet I always make. So I put my normal amount on it, and I bet over three hundred and sixty-four and a half points. Combined points, obviously the total, right? in the NBA All-Star Game, which was last night. And um, Sunday morning, I went back just to check the lines and look at a couple of different betting sites. Bet MGM's one, FanDuel's another, DraftKings another, Caesars is another. And I noticed it started dropping. It It was 361. Later on... Sunday after, or Sunday around lunch, I checked it again. It was about 360. After lunch, about 2 o'clock, got down to about 359. And I thought, good Lord, I bet the over this thing at 364 <laughs> and a half, and it's just dropping dramatically. Of course, at that point, there's nothing you can really do. As a gambler, you just have to take your medicine that you bet it a little early, and it just happened to start dropping. So, obviously – What was happening was there was a lot of people and a lot of gamblers all over the world that were watching this game that believed it was going to go under this year. You know, you had Wimby, a big, tall, seven-foot whatever guy he is, and you've got some big guys in there that can contest shots if they want to contest shots. Of course, I've never seen anybody contest shots at an NBA All-Star game. So it gets right up until game time, and I'm saying probably hour, maybe an hour and a half before game time. I checked the lines again. It's down to 355. Wow. wow. Roughly it's dropped 10 points in about 24 hours. And for the line to move that much, there has to be it's a, a lot of money wagered on the under for it to drop. From 364 and a half down to 355, where it ended up. And I'm sure it might have gotten down to 354 on some sites. I don't know. Either it's a big that, swing.
0: Either that or a bunch of big players, big scores, I'll out right. not, not well, playing a game. You think that too? And
1: I wasn't, and coach, I wasn't feeling that good about my, my bet. I was thinking, golly, I've gotten just sucker punched in the gut. This thing's going to hit about 360, somewhere in there. And I'm going to be too high, and I bet it too early. Anyway. The final score, in case you didn't catch it last night, first of all, the West was favored by two 2.5 points over the East. However, the East won 211-186 to 186 for, a, for, for a total score of 397 points, which is an NBA All-Star record. Ooh. Which is the for the first time a team scored two hundred plus points, which is what the East did. Um, the East had forty two three pointers. Forty two wow. on ninety seven attempted three pointers <laughs> for a forty three percent success pretty good. rate That's real still good. pretty good. For three pointers, absolutely.
3: I mean I mean personally on the on the all-star game drake do, i mean what's your opinion on it I, i've always kind of thought it's a little bit boring i mean i know they're kind of going out there and just having some fun but i wish it was a little bit competitive and well, i, I mean, guess that would make me want to watch it more you know
1: back in the day it used to be a little bit more competitive a lot I, you more. know now now it's it's all about showing up getting getting voted into onto the all-star team Showing up, going through the motions, collecting a check for being on the All-Star team, participating, not getting hurt. Making money. Making money. And just showing up for the fans, which is what they did. Yeah, that is. Um, the Milwaukee, The new, newest addition to the Milwaukee Bucks, Damian Lillard. Same time. Was the MVP of the game. He had 39 points, three rebounds, and six assists. And he hit two half-court threes. Yep, He hit two – let me repeat that. Two threes from half-court.
3: They were launching them. Everybody was launching them from from way out there.
1: Now, the Pacers, which the game was held in Indianapolis. um, Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton, that plays for the Indiana Pacers, the hometown all-star. He made a case for MVP. Now, um, he he hit his first five three pointers from the field. Wow! And the crowd goes wild.
3: You know. Um, you know what? What was his official stats? Do you have his point he total? He had
1: thirty-two points. Okay. On fifteen attempts, fifteen attempts. 10 of those were three-pointers. He he attempted 14 three-pointers, and he hit 10 of them. Wow. I mean, that's over 75. That's over – I don't know. Let me see. If I, no, that's over uh, – that's about seventy percent, right there. Yeah, and and Dame. I mean, that's strong Dame, three pointers.
3: Damian Lillard. I don't
1: care. I don't care if anybody's guarding you or not.
3: Yeah, that's still good. I couldn't hit one out of fourteen. This They're guy knocks down too. ten
1: out of 14
3: 3 pointers. He has thirty-two points while playing in front of the home crowd. Yeah, Dame um, Dame got booed. Uh, when he got the when he got the trophy, which when they announced L- Lillard that that got
1: the MVP, they did rain down booze on the crowd. I understand.
3: I understand. They wanted Tyrese Halliburton, their own team guy to win it. I understand. Now, um,
1: the game ever, the, like I said, the most points ever scored in an NBA All Star game last night, three hundred and ninety seven. So it busted the over under total. That I bet on, 364, by 33 points.
3: So what you're saying is a lot of people bet the under and a lot of people were unhappy last that, night. That's exactly right.
1: For it to move 10 points in 24-hour period, a lot of money went down on the under.
3: Lots. And thank God
1: I bet the over every <laughs> year. But anyway, um, last night... There were 289 field goal attempts in the ball game. Now just think about this. There were 289 attempts. There were 163 field goals made. Three-point attempts, there were 168 and 67 made. There were 106 assists in that game last night. And if you watched it, I mean, you know, there was no defense. No, you're
3: just passing it around
1: and shit. And there it. never is any defense in that. Um, Damian Lillard also won the three point contest, and he was a repeat champion. Um, and uh Mac McClung repeated as the dunk contest champion. Um, Lillard outshot Carl Anthony Towns in the final round. Uh and McClung, Mac McClung, was crowned king of dunk after taking the ball from a top of someone's head standing near the goal, in front of just in front of the goal. And he jumped up, picked the ball up from the guys that was holding over his head, kind of tossed it in the air up to himself a little bit, and reverse slammed
3: it. Yeah, he that, that, that dude, he was when he was in high school, I mean, he's not that big of a guy. He's like a you know, maybe six feet tall, maybe five eleven, and he's been dunking like that since high school. He used to be unbelievably famous, you know, back in the day when he was yeah. in high school just for his dunking ability. And I don't I don't even think he's on an actual NBA roster. I think he's a G League player. And they they brought him up for the dunk contest well, these the last two years. He could dunk. I'm telling oh, you he, he 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 deserves to be out there. That boy's got some hops yeah, in does. him. I'm, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's it's really hard.
1: It's really hard to believe, to be honest with you.
3: Because he's not that big. I'd, I'd put him at like five eleven. I need to look that up, see how tall he actually now, is. No, I'm not an
1: NBA aficionado. So did you see happen to see the video of Luca Don
3: Donic Doncic. Doncic.
1: Did you happen to see his half court bounce in shot? I think. He's I standing did, yeah. he's standing Roughly at half court on the sideline, and he takes a basketball and he throws it way up high in the air towards the bucket, towards the basket, and it bounces on the floor and then goes up and bounces and falls and goes through the hole.
3: You know, I just—I I don't know if I saw that one, but I did see him try and throw one off of the backboard and and dunk it. Uh, you know, assist it to himself, and he got rim-stuffed, which was you know, one of the funnier moments of the night, but that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool thing to see.
1: We've just got a little bit left in this segment, but on the backside of this break, I want to talk about, uh, Stevan Curry versus Sabrina Ionescu, NBA star, as they kind of had a WNBA, NBA little three point contest. And some comments that were made by Kenny Smith on the TNT broadcast after the Shootout was over. This is the front porch sports radio hour. I am Drake in the studio with Coach James Dickinson. And my main man, Big Lou Maddox, and we'll be right back. Tell
2: me how you want it. Three, two, one, and I'm on it. I feel good, don't
0: this is Coach Trader's guard from Columbia Central High School football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee.
1: This is Debbie Matthews with the National Realty Group, and if you've been paying attention, you know the housing market has been tough, but rates are beginning to thaw. So if you're thinking about selling,
2: the time to jump in is getting better every day. But if you're thinking about buying, and those interest rates are still a little bit too high, a good agent knows how to negotiate interest rate buy-downs, and I'm a good agent. So call me, Debbie Matthews with National Realty Group, 615-476-3224.
1: Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake in the studio. Coach JD, Big Lou on the board, and the one and only Clayton, the all-known and all-seeing Claw. And uh, man, Clayton, don't be coming in here breaking out a big old cheeseburger in front of me. I've had no lunch
2: whatsoever. Ooh, not That's, a cheeseburger. That is
1: okay. All right. So anyway. Um, before we broke for commercials. I mentioned something about Kenny Smith, commentator for TNT's, on the same with Barkley and who's
2: the Jack Shaq, uh, Shaq and Shaq and, uh, and,
3: and, and uh, Ernie, Ernie, Ernie yes. Johnson. Yeah. So they're all up there, the all, TNT crew. Yeah, the TNT, the, the, crew. the main crew for for NBA TV.
1: And uh, so they had the regular three point shooting contest, with Damian Lillard won. And then they did a a special three-point shooting contest between Steph Curry and Sabrina Ionescu, who is a WNBA All-Star shooting specialist. And in that three-point contest, they shot from the NBA range, or arc, which is 23 feet 9 inches, okay? The WNBA range is 22 feet 1 inch and 3 quarters, 1 and 3 quarters inches, or basically, the college arc is what that is, if I'm not mistaken. So, Steph Curry beat Miss Ionescu 29-26, to 26. okay? Pretty tight, pretty mm-hmm. tight contest. And really, Curry had to. Curry had to hit some of, had, his, of his last few shots to get to to get that. The last rack that he had, he had to knock down like three out of five or four out of five
0: he had or something
3: get, like that. No, he hit the last four to win. Okay, so he hit the last, the last
0: four to win to beat her. Well, she hit eight, eight out of nine money balls, though, getting there. Yeah.
1: Kenny hot. Smith, yeah. in all his brilliance, commentator and analyst for TNT and TBS, said, quote, I Inescu should have shot from the women's line or woman's line. That would have been more of a fair contest is what Kenny Smith said. Well I think it's, I mean it did, first of all, we just we just had testimony here that it was pretty close. <laughs> Steph Curry had to hit four out of his last five in his last rack to beat her. And then Kenny, in all his wisdom, Comes out and says, "You know, she should have, if she if she'd have shot from the women's WNBA women's line, it had been more of a fair contest." Well, you know, I mean, Steph Curry had to pull it out of his, you know, what to beat her.
2: Did she use a women's ball?
1: I, I have no idea what she shot
2: with. Now, I, I, I don't mean, know. I, that either.
3: I would be interested in knowing that. But we we did say that she insisted on shooting from the NBA well, that, yeah. line, and and it was like some yeah. awkward silence. You know, after he said that, nobody else wanted to. You know. Yeah, because they comments. were stunned that he would yeah. say
1: something as ignorant and foolish, and then <laughs> to come out of his mouth Jesus, like that. But then again, like, then again, he went to North Carolina, didn't
3: he? And then afterwards, yeah. okay. he okay, added, okay, he added, "quote There is a women's tee in golf, and there is a men's tee for a reason."
2: Well, and Barkley went on a rant about the homeless bums in uh, San Francisco too. So it was a that, wild was a broadcast. Wild, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I don't the, know what. Yeah. I, and The yeah. thing
1: about the women's tee in golf and the women's and the men's tee, do you do you think any of us in this room, if we do play golf or did play golf, do you think anyone any one of us could even remotely compete with a with a woman professional golfer? No. <laughs> no way. And do you think if we went to the local golf course I don't even golf, and, and, and and took a professional women woman golfer with us, Do you think she's going to be playing against us or anybody else in this area from the women's tees? No, No, no. I doubt it. It's no
3: no competition. None. There's no competition there. So I don't know
1: what they're drinking on the on the stage of up there on the set of TNT. I don't know what they're smoking. What happened? But, but but it's gotta be something pretty damn good <laughs> because they're talking they're talking out of the back of their necks. And you know how I something knew that? Because I saw their head bobbing up and down. <laughs> and, and, and That's and it, how I knew.
3: And it's really disappointing because personally I love that crew. I think they're very entertaining to watch the NBA on T N T crew with Shaq and, and But it's dis- but it's disappointing when and, they yeah, say stupid stuff like it that. It is absolutely disappointing because I like those guys, but And they just show I their ignorance ag- I don't agree with, with, with what was said by K And
1: they're, and their basic sexism. I mean I, I you know that's the way I kinda look at it. What I mean, would be said chauvinistic if, you know, mindset.
0: What would be said if she won last night because her last ten shots she missed five out of ten. She had a chance to win this thing. What would they say if she won it?
3: Nothing. Probably not anything, I would imagine. I don't know. Anyway.
0: Um I tell you one thing they can get rid
1: of get rid of the skills contest you know they had this they had this skills the skills challenge that starts off kind of the whole thing on fr- on uh Saturday night um and nobody really cared about no. the dribbling skills Passing. of an NBA professional basketball player. They all, they all have them Anthony Edwards was involved in the skills competition he shot he's right-handed the part where you shoot it to go he shot it left-handed I mean, uh Scotty Barnes, there are two there's a there's a half court shot attempt that you do during the skills competition. Oh, well, he shot it backwards. So it doesn't really mean obviously it doesn't mean much to the players to win it. And if they're doing stupid stuff like that, just get rid of the of the
3: darn. I mean they're just screwing around. Just they, get rid of it. There's there's probably there's probably an incentive to participate in it, but there's probably not an incentive to win it. So they get into it and they've already collected the money that they're gonna collect and they don't care about winning it.
1: Yeah.
2: Here's the problem. Which needs to change. Reruns of the Golden Girls has been getting higher ratings than NBA games. Their ratings have
1: gone well in the tank. Th- now look, their their viewership for the NBA weekend was up fifty percent. I, I, over ten million viewers. I mean, I, I, I get exactly what you're saying, and I'm not I'm not arguing against that point. I'm just saying, you know, their their viewership went up fifty percent over last year, which is a huge improvement. Over ten million viewers, and of course, nowadays with streaming and everything else, and cable TV, streaming all the options that the people have. Uh, you know, you're your audience are just so uh, demographically specific to what they want to see. You know, if they and if you're not showing if if you're not showing what they want to see, hell they're going somewhere else because they've got an option to see exactly what they're interested in nowadays. Well, they went back to the old format,
2: the east and west and not a team LeBron and a team right. Giannis. I mean, so that may have that may have helped bring some folks back but if anybody was gonna watch or did watch that skills competition, they're not coming back. They're, 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 I mean, no, no, and not I just back.
1: just get rid of the skills competition. Bring back, you know, hell, bring back the old timers game. You know, bring back <laughs> Doctor <laughs> J sitting in the audience. I, you know, I Reggie know Miller Oscar is Robinson here. is too old now. Probably get out there and run around. But bring back, bring back some of the old, some of the old school players and let them play.
3: Uh, 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 Reggie Miller was uh, commentating an
1: abbreviated version in right.
3: Indianapolis. Why don't you know? Why not bring out Reggie? I
1: mean that that would be more interesting to watch than that stupid skills competition that nobody cared about watching, and even the guys involved in the competition didn't give one crap about. Here's what you do. Here's how you fix
2: it. If you're Adam Silver, you do what the MLB did. The winner the the winner of the All Star Game gets to host or gets the home court advantage in, in the finals. And each, I would do this. Each play because the NBA can afford it. Each player on the winning team gets a hundred thousand dollars. Losers get nothing. There, there you, you go.
1: go.
0: Well, fixed. while playing it then. Well, huh?
1: I, I, I mean, you know, they well, they all get an appearance fee. I think if you make the All Star. Oh, yeah. yeah, you get a bunch. There's of probably money. something in each individual contract if you make the All Star. But you're saying, and then there I think be... the NBA also is kicking in a. Basically, every every member of the All Star team or involved in in the skills competition or whatever is getting something to show up. So, oh, but you're yeah. saying but on I top agree. of
3: that, an extra hundred grand for the winning team. Absolutely, and I
1: agree with I think that. That works. I, I'm cool with that. That, no, I can see that, but
0: the zero, the zero can, defense on the All Star game. There's, I mean, they throw a pass down, they shoot it, nobody will it. I was loving all. it. I had the over three sixty four. I yeah. was, I mean, rarely, rarely are you there by with about
1: four and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I was oh, yeah. jumping up and down. My wife thought I, I don't know, she thought I was crazy.
0: What's the ticket? Dog cost? was barking at me. Carl was barking. What does the ticket cost? I mean, Watch that live. I don't. You know. heard?
1: I don't know, but they probably a whole. They, lot. It looked pretty full. They were. They. Oh yeah. They played it where uh, – is that Lucas Oil Field Stadium, or something? Yeah. Stadium. Yeah. Well, that's where they were. I wouldn't in pay $5 to watch
2: that crap, to be honest with you. Because, I'm, you know, it does not help young kids watching
1: the NBA. You're an official.
2: You know. that if They watch the NBA, they're going to create no, bad, it's all, bad habits. It's, no, and
1: it, I don't think the NBA is there to help young kids. I think it's there for strictly entertainment value. Yeah, well, now, when the playoffs start, you know when 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 the playoffs start, it's kind of a different ball game. It is, and 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 it's kind of, and that's the way it is with the NFL. I mean, not so much college and amateur type sports, but that's the way when look, and and that's the way it is with hockey too. When when playoff hockey starts, when playoff NFL playoff starts, when NBA playoff starts, it's a it's a totally it's a totally now maybe maybe not baseball so much because baseball is such an individualized game. It's so – you know, these guys that are going up to bat, it's all about their their, their batting percentage, their fielding percentage. You know, those are, those are individual statistics. So, a lot of them take, them take that very seriously from the beginning of the season to the end of the season. 30 years ago, though? Well, you, you,
2: Thirty years ago it was different. You had you had guys like Jordan, Elijah, One, O'Neal. You had those guys out there competing, I nearly think. getting into fistfights over who was going to win that
1: game. Well, you remember? You remember when the Bad Boys? Oh, uh, oh absolutely! Were, Bill they, they, and Isaiah they, Thomas. About the, three, I remember about three or four of them on that team made the All Star team one year. Oh yeah, and they were known for their defense, right? Mm-hmm. And their hard nosed, physical defense. Well, that game, if we look it up. That game went under by about 20 or 30 points because
2: – The defense they played.
1: Because of the defense that the bad boys from the Detroit Pistons, Lambeer, Dennis Rodman, Isaiah Thomas, I guess was on some yeah. of those teams. Yeah, and Joe Dumars. There you go. I mean, they got after it defensively, and that was kind of their staple. Yeah, absolutely. In, you know, they and guys. they took that to the All-Star game. And I know for a fact because I lost money betting the over in that game, and didn't didn't. And then after the game was over, I was kicking myself, thinking, "How could I bet the over when four four or five of the Pistons Of the bad boys?" Yeah, that's
2: right. We're on the East team, probably being coached by Chuck Daly, because usually the team that had the best record at the time was the head coach. That's the NBA that kids could watch back then.
1: Yeah. That I grew up watching But now kids put, don't don't look. Don't think for a minute that kids are not watching NBA Oh I've they got are. two grandsons. Oh, they, they absolutely I've got are. two grandsons that absolutely are in love with Ja Morant and the and the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm just saying They love the Braves and they love the Grizzlies and they and they talk about it and they've got their jerseys and they I mean, you know, All I'm it's, saying is, it's still
3: a thing. Don't act like
1: they're being no. dismissed. No, I'm just saying if you're wanting your kids to learn
2: to play the game right, oh. I don't know if you want them to watch the NBA <laughs> no. of today compared to
1: 30 years no, ago. No, I don't think there's no, there's still I don't think there's any reason why a sixth or seventh grader or a, a third or fourth grader should watch an instructional video by uh, Ja Moran or anybody else. I mean, yeah, right. it, it You know, that, that's my point.
2: I, that, I think that's how much the game's changed, though. It went to being fundamentally sound and good defense, tough, hard-nosed basketball, yeah. to, like Coach said earlier, watching last night, you got guys just not even being challenged, dunking the ball, sure. shooting crazy. I mean, this and is...
3: Uh, this, this is going to shock you, Clayton. Average all-star ticket price this year was $2,100. That's and crazy. high-end cause... packages Fieri going for twenty grand. Guy
1: Fieri, one of my <clears> – <throat> You know, diners, drive-ins, and dives. He was right there on the side. I mean, there was a tons of listen, star power. I'm sure they didn't probably have to pay for anything to get, you know, courtside seats. But
0: all, listen, to this area: right all players on the NBA team that won last night got a hundred thousand dollars apiece. The losing players got twenty five thousand dollars. The guy who won the dunk contest gets a hundred thousand dollars. Matt McClung.
2: Yeah. See, that's close to. He's a bad agent too. You know. Well, you just don't give the losers anything, and then you give the winner the home court advantage in the finals. And the, That'd be the, nice. The
1: lime green LED court they were playing on, I, you know, I, I told uh, our
0: listeners earlier, every time I blink, I still kind of see that court. And if yeah. you're an all star, if you selected the most valued player, you get additional $25,000. Damian Lillard. You got 25000
1: if you're he hit team, two half court shots.
3: During the, the game, yes, Yeah, too. They were throwing them up from behind half court. It was <laughs> ridiculous. It was this ridiculous. is the,
1: this is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Thank you for joining us. We're going to take another quick break, and we'll be right back.
3: Two to the one, from the one to the three. I like good. The- have you ever wondered if your insurance needs can be personalized? This is Hunter Carey. Our team specializes in planning your insurance needs to get you the best possible solution. State Farm is the largest home and auto insurer in the country. I love bringing that to my hometown. Born and raised in Columbia, I am grateful for our close community ties. We offer help with home, auto, and life insurance for everyone in our community. Our office is located at 909 South Garden Street, across from the fire station. We're also in line at HunterCarey.com, that's huntercary.com.
1: And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake. Thank you for joining us. It's February, Monday, February 19th. I'm in the studio with Coach J.D., Big Lou Maddox on the board, and the claw right over here to my right. And uh, congratulations to Hideki Matsuyama, who shot a 9-under 62. Claw, that sounds like a, a good day on the course for you. Uh, on the on the front nine, uh, on the front nine, anyway, maybe maybe <laughs> through the I first mean, just, maybe through the first three holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the Genesis Invitational yesterday at Riviera Country Club in the Pacific Palisades in California, Hideki Matsuyama came from way behind and shot a nine under par sixty two which I'm sure is probably not far off the course res- record there at Riviera Country Club, to beat out um, Zalatoris, 27-year-old young golfer, um, to win the Genesis Invitational. Um, and Zalatoris on Friday hit a hole-in-one. And that hole in one got him a new Genesis car and his caddy. So both caddy of them, got a car too. The caddy, his caddy, gets a car too. Good for the caddy. Yeah, and good for good for Genesis too, uh, which is a Hyundai made by Hyundai. Is uh, and that's terrific to include the caddy in on that, right? Absolutely. So there you go.
2: Tiger uh, got he, taken he, off by the uh, one of the course officials. He got a little sick.
1: What was what, what was up with that?
2: A little food poisoning, I think. Mm.
1: Maybe you stayed out partying
0: too hard the night before. Yeah. Alcohol. I mean,
3: somebody <laughs> else got taken off the tour, didn't they? The hell of
0: a drug. He got disqualified. You yeah, know what somebody. Rick James said? <laughs> <Yeah>. Super freaking.
1: <laughs> so, all right, I don't want to get into all that.
0: Uh, the Daytona
1: 500 is rolling right now, folks. About it, to, and yeah, it cranked up. It cranked up at three o'clock, and. Uh, couple of, you know, a couple of drivers that a good friend of mine that keeps up with that type of stuff uh, says maybe Larson, Logano, Bush was his favorite three um, to possibly take home the trophy for the Daytona 500. That is on Fox right now as we're speaking. Um, the Predators Saturday night won five to two. In St. Louis against the Blues. Uh the Blues goalie, Jordan Bennington, was fined today five thousand dollars for sticking the end of his goalie stick, uh, the butt of it. Where? In the butt of it of his stick with forty-six seconds left in the game, down five to two. He hit Luke, the Predators Luke Evangelista uh-huh. in the face with the butt of the goalie stick wow. with forty six seconds to go.
3: Sounds like five thousand so, dollars is a little low for something like well, that. Well,
1: he gets paid six million dollars a year, and they I think they said five thousand dollars is point zero 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 maybe another zero eight three percent of his <laughs> salary. annual
3: salary. Oh well, then yeah, that's.
1: He'll, so, do it. He'll, do it fine, then. He'll do it again. He'll do it again. I mean, maybe you know, getting getting implants or getting teeth put back in you know, at 3,000 a tooth plus is going to be more for Evangelista reminds if he me didn't of a, get any, any type of damage. It must, it must to have
0: had tape around his stick. That's the reason it's so small. Fine. If it had been <laughs> a stick itself without any tape, well, probably you hit him 10, right, in the,
1: right in the face with the butt of it. Down 5-2. so he's Sounds like a, the, the Panthers Sounds like owner. sour grapes Fine. and a poor loser
3: there. Was Mr. That David
1: Tepper. Jordan Bennington. He gets our doofus award of the day from this weekend. So, Love it. Uh, the Predators record is now 28-25-2. They are in sole possession of fifth place in the Central Division of the Western Conference. Matter of fact, they are trailing the St. Louis Blues just by a point or two.
3: They've been slacking a little bit. They yeah. got beaten 9-2. to two. Last week, yeah, did you see that? A, yeah, that's a lot in
1: hockey. Nine goals—that's like, ridiculous. That's like letting a team score fifty on you in a football. Uh-huh, game. that's the more cuts. than
3: that. Maybe like seven. Tuesday
1: night, tomorrow night they travel. The Predators travel out and play the Las Vegas Golden Knights in the mm. my favorite city. I love Las Vegas, love it. And that uh, the puck drops at nine o'clock tomorrow night against the Golden Knights,
3: defending so, champs, right? I, I believe champs. I believe
1: that's correct. Yeah. Isn't that amazing?
3: Year. Yeah,
1: they've had some real. Su- yeah, it is. They've had, they've had, a, had some real, real, real success out there, Las Vegas with the Golden
3: Knights.
2: That's because of the way the NHL does their expansion teams. I mean, my gosh, that, didn't they go to the finals year one? Yeah, they yeah. did. They were they loaded. Did.
3: I think they did. They win it. And I think they won it their first year. I remember Either that, that or they were there. They, they were there and yeah. won a few games. Because in the I final. remember
1: going out. I remember going out to Vegas and they had the Golden Knights jersey draped over the um, Statue of Liberty replica in front of New York, New York, and had a and actually had a wristband on the her arm that holds up the torch. They had a Golden Knights wristband around her wrist. It was awesome, and I mean everybody out there. I mean everybody out there was fired up and
3: and buying into them.
1: The whole time, I thought the Preds the Preds had just missed, got knocked out the round before that, or they would have been playing the Golden Knights. That's why we had scheduled a trip out there to maybe get out there and scalp a ticket, but they didn't make it. But I'm telling you what, everybody working the casinos that we went to, the resorts, they were all – Jerseyed up in golden night stuff, they're all in a good mood, you know. I mean, it's, we, we were was, out there this
2: summer when they
1: were in the yeah, finals. and, and, and they won it. They won it, and yeah. a that, bunch of them came into a club where you all were that that's night. It. it was unbelievable, It was unbelievable. and people just lost their minds when they walked in. I yeah. mean, it was like, well, there was some, there was, we met these literally rock stars. This is like literal rock yeah. stars coming into the club.
2: That's that's exactly what it was like, and there was a lot of people from Canada there because uh, we, we
1: well, they like hockey.
2: Yeah, and bowling,
1: and they knew who these
2: a- folks were. I couldn't tell you who they
3: were if they walked, you know, but no, they absolutely. knew
2: exactly who they were. Yeah, it was it was quite the
3: scene, and everybody likes Vegas, so it's a combination of, of all I mean, three of those things. You know, I guess
2: that's why the NBA wants to get out there. I mean, it it would do well,
1: and you know that sweet. And, you know, you know, you know, how like food. Like sweet and sour kind of goes together. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Well, that 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 ice in the desert, a hockey rink. <laughs> you know what I mean? It it. It just it's kind of and and you know cool. hockey the hockey playoffs go on into June or whatever yeah, it right, is right, right, so, right, so right. even in, in in Vegas you know starting in mid April on till the fall late in the fall you know it's 110, 115 degrees out there you find some solace in going to go into a going to an ice rink and cool off for a little yeah. for three hours and watch a hockey game but they love I'd be all about it the nights and that who that's who. And, look, the Knights are playing well again this year. I, they, as a matter of fact, I have to check the standings. They're probably leading their division. Uh, but that's who the Preds go on the ice tomorrow night against at 9 o'clock. Uh, basketball this weekend, number one UConn beat, and I mean beat, number four Marquette, 81-53. to 53. UConn Yikes. might be in a class all by themselves.
2: They they've kinda of I mean, re- kinda of replaced their women's team as being the dominant team in basketball.
1: And you know, last last time I was on, which was last Monday, I said that I'd gotten uh I had gotten Christian McCaffrey at eight and a half to one. I got them mixed up. I got McCaffrey at four and a half to one for MVP, which he did not win. But I did Put I did get UConn at eight and a half to one, and now they're four and a half to one. Nice after after beating Marquette, eighty-one to fifty-three on Saturday. Dan Hurley is a heck of a coach. Number two, Purdue went down to Ohio State. Ohio State and they're just days after Ohio State just got rid of their head coach Chris Holtman uh, and assigned an interim coach. Ohio State puts a whooping, well, not a whooping, but they won. They're unranked against number two, Purdue, and their seven foot four center, Zach Eady, 73 69.
3: It's a big win. A so big there's a lot of volatility right
1: now. You know, this season has shown a lot of volatility. There's been a lot of movement in the top 10, but one constant that has kind of remained at number one, and that's UConn. Repeat. And UConn has even been without two to three of their best players through this stretch. Imagine when they get them all back and healthy come tournament time. They, they might be just like a run. They, they're very easy. could be, uh, to use a metaphor, like a runaway, runaway freight train that can dribble, shoot, and slam dunk and play defense.
3: Runaway Husky pulled bobsled. There, there you go. That's And sounds, you,
1: can, that you, you look cool.
0: at them as a dynasty right now. I'm telling you, they won won it all last year. They look unbeatable this year. And they're a and young which, basketball team, too. Which Hurley is their coach? Danny Hurley?
1: They they played Dan. at, uh, yeah.
0: played Duke.
3: Yeah.
1: Number three, Houston won 82-61 over Texas this weekend. Number five, Arizona put a Beatdown on interstate rival Arizona State, one hundred five to sixty. SEC action over the weekend: the number eight Tennessee Vols, and that their ranking has changed. Five. By the way, five. We're, now we're going to talk about that. You just you just stole my thunder, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, number eight it's Tennessee gonna... hammered. Um, soon you. soon to be ousted head coach Jerry Stackhouse and. His Vanderbilt Commodores, eighty-eight to fifty-three. The game started out. It was, I mean, it was. Just, I started.
3: I started feeling bad was, for him.
1: It was embarrassing for the Commodores from the start. I
3: started really, really feeling bad for him. They had like three points. It was like twenty-seven to three at like midway point of the first half. It was ridiculous.
1: Unranked LSU Tigers shocked the world. And beat number eleven South Carolina 64-63 in a heck of a ball game. Yeah, well, watch some of good that game. Um, number thirteen Auburn lost at home against number twenty two Kentucky seventy to fifty
0: nine. First loss in two seasons at the home stadium.
1: Is that right?
3: Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean years. Auburn has has been like un, unreal at home, but you know they're pretty. Mediocre, away from the jungle is what they call it. Number
1: 15, Alabama scored 100-plus points for the second straight game as they beat Texas A&M 100-75 in T-Town. Tuscaloosa title,
0: whatever you want to call it. And then Tuesday night, Vanderbilt beat Texas AM, and remember? Yeah, they did.
1: That's right. That was a big win for Vandy. It was. Tonight, top 25 bas- college basketball action. Number six, Iowa State. At number two, Houston. Should be a good ball game tonight. And that starts at eight o'clock on ESPN. Iowa State, number six in the country, at number two, Houston. Heck of a game there. Yeah. AP, top 24, excuse me, top 25 just out. Number one, like we talked about, 24 and two, UConn. Number two, 22 and three, Houston. Number three, 23 and three, Purdue. Number four, Arizona. Number five is the Vols, baby. Big orange. Mister po- Burns and Company. Uh, he's got. He's got his boys. Mister Burns has got his boys playing. Regular season. Of Rick has it going. They got it going.
0: I'm telling you what. They Rick- they traveled to Missouri Tuesday night and played Missouri. Number
1: six, Iowa State. Number seven, Marquette, who just got hammered by number one, UConn. Number eight in the country is Duke. Number nine, Kansas. 10, UNC, 11, Baylor, 12, Illinois, 13, Alabama, 14, Auburn. Then Creighton, Dayton, Kentucky at 17, St. Mary, San Diego State, South Carolina rounds out the top 20, and the next SEC team is Florida at number 24. Magic 8 ball tonight, folks. Take the Virginia Cavaliers on the money line. Take New Orleans on the money line, plus the over in that game. William & Mary plus 16. Alabama and A&M minus 2.5 versus Arkansas Pine Bluff. This has been the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake for the crew. Have a great afternoon, and we'll talk to you on Thursday.